Let's read uh, another little bit in the Mesila Isharim, and then we're going to expound on it a little bit deeper. Okay? So this is the uh, paragraph we're up to. Someone should think and contemplate deeply and to see with his mind's eye that in the service of Hashem there are three levels. There are the things that are forbidden according to the Torah. Veyesh siyagotehem vehem hagezerot vahamishmarot shegazru hachamim zechronam levrachal koisel. The next level is that the chachomim came along and created boundaries in places that the Torah itself didn't answer in order to protect us from falling. In a deoraita. You got that? So again, the Torah made Isurim, Isur deoraita. The Chachomim wanted to protect us and didn't want us to fall in the Isur deoraita. So what did the Chachomim do? They erected fences and boundaries in order that we shouldn't fall in the deoraita. That's the Rabbanan. Got it? ויש ההרחקים שמוטל על כל פרוש ופרוש לעשות and now on top of that any person who wants to live on the level of abstinence of precious what should he do? להיות כונס בתוך שלו he should enter into his own ובוינה גדורם לעצמו and he should build his own fences דהיינו in areas that nothing was made asur to you, not from the Torah and not from the Chachamim, the Lifreshmem, and he should be Polish, he should abstain himself from that. Kidei, for what purpose? Okay? So this is the Mesil Zisharim's Yisoy, that's all we're reading inside for today. We're going to go into. A lot of depth there, okay? Let's get clarity. So again, like we've mentioned in the past, Mesil Yisharim says the point, the bottom line point of precious is very similar to the, what the, the Rabbanans are. The Torah reveals to you what is the actual Yisur. The Rabbanan extend to areas that the Torah didn't ask you in order to protect you from falling. And a person who is a parush has to do even further. He has to take even further than what the Chachamim Asr and make himself Asr on those things in order not to fall. It's the same lambda says the Chacham. Good? In a minute, the Mesil Sisharim, which we're not doing today, we're going to do that tomorrow. The Mesil Sisharim is going to question if it's so important. Why don't the Chachamim themselves Asr? Okay? So we'll talk about that tomorrow. Okay? But today we'll stop here for a minute. So again, the shita of the Mesil Sisharim is the point of precious is always a protection from sin. It's extending the Chacham. It's extending the Durabon. Got it? Now, yesterday, our entire Shmuz was basically, in a nutshell, what we said yesterday is, do not think that life as a parish, meaning it was hard enough life 
the Isidaraisas, you know, the Goyim have no Isidaraisas. We have Isidaraisas. Came along, the Chachom and made life even more difficult, right? They answered things that the Torah didn't even answer. And now, the Rabbanans. And now, the Messiah Sashon is telling you that a person has to go further and make more restrictions on himself, right? And like we mentioned yesterday from the Ramban, that it's really a Chiv Daraisa to make restrictions on yourself. But the reason why the Torah was ambiguous, it didn't say exactly what those restrictions are, is because that depends on each person based on his needs, right? But bottom line is the guy's going to look at this whole subject and he's going to say, what kind of life is this? Life of restrictions, restrictions, restrictions. You can't enjoy life, it's difficult. Okay, you want to tell me I have to do it, I have no choice, I don't want to get oil in my, go to Gehenna in my, okay, but it's difficult, right? So yesterday, the whole schmooze that we gave yesterday was basically telling you that that is incorrect. Although, in the original uh, steps that you take of growth, it is hard. That's what the Gemara says, you should be memit atzmo, you have to kill yourself, meaning that you are uprooting desires that you have naturally, but that is the entrance and the gateway to living and enjoying life. That means the bottom line, if a person takes this world and uses it only for the purpose of service of Hashem, then not only will he have an olam haba, he will have an enjoyable, happy, unbelievable olam haza. If a person indulges in olam hazeh, even if he doesn't do Isur, that's the Chedeshir, even if he doesn't do Isur, he indulges in Olam Hazel, not Isurim, just in steaks and french fries and cars and, and houses and money and, and whatnot, he will not enjoy Olam Hazel, that's what the Gemara says, that if a person's Yichef, he lives, he lives it up, Yamit, he's going to end up killing himself, he's not going to have a good life, it's going to be a messed up life. That was what we spoke about yesterday. Maybe if we have time at the end, I'm going to bring out a lot more amkis in that. But that's what we spoke about yesterday. And therefore we said that even though the Messiah Sisharim says that the longest of precious is to protect you from doing sin, but it's a pace. It's worth it. You'll have a good life. Right? That was yesterday's shmuz. Today I want to go a little bit deeper into this yesoid of precious, a little bit deeper. And I want to explain a big, big yesoid. Okay? You ready, Josh? Big yesoid in precious. Because the Messiah Sashar makes it that precious itself will help you not come to sin. I want to bring out a certain bechina. Bechina means a certain uh, point of view, how this works. Okay? Now this is a very deep yesoid. You ready, uh, Natan? This is deep yesoid. Deep yesoid. We have to know that a human being was placed in this world, okay, with two parts to himself. He has a neshama, which is a chelik alekai He has a yetzetov. He has a piece of himself that wants to do the right things and serve Hashem. But he also has a physical body, and a physical body has desires that drag him in a different direction, right? So he's placed in a world where there's a lot of dissonance, there's a lot of... There's a lot of things pulling him in different directions, correct? What's the job of the human being? The job of the human being is always to make bechira. Okay? Bechira means to choose the right thing. Correct? The balance is always going to be there. You're never going to escape the balance. You are always, your whole life is in a constant situation where you have to make choices. 
I know people don't like to make choices and people don't like to make decisions, but that's what life is. Life is about making decisions. Making decisions mean that you have to stud. To stud and pulling you in two different directions and you have to make decisions. However, a person has another job, okay, there's a very deep insight, okay, you'll never hear this anywhere else besides Harari's, okay, there's a big insight. The insight is that a person has the responsibility to maintain the balance. Yeah? Big chidush. To maintain the balance. Meaning, not to allow himself to become a type of person that his tithes are much more dominant than his Yetzatov, where the point is that he really is, Bechir is very weakened or not existent. He has to maintain the balance. You understand? For example, if I put a pack of cigarettes on the table in front of you and you never smoked before, even though you may be drawn to it because you see all these guys, these cool guys smoking and it's like, it's talking to you to maybe get into that thing. But being you never smoked before, your Bechira is balanced. But once you begin smoking, it starts to alter your Bechira. Till the point that you can become addicted, you have no Bechira at all, right? So a person has to maintain balance. That's a very, very important thing a person has to maintain balance. In a very interesting way, the Masil Sisharim, not in Sefer Masil Sisharim, but in a different Sefer called Derech Hashem from Ramchal, he says that one of the things that draws us to Gashmias and Averis is food. Okay? Not just food, the Chametz food that we eat. Seor Shebeisa. The Chametz in the food draws us to Tivus. Okay? And that's why the Derech Hashem explains that on Pesach, we have to detox our body. Because eventually, our body becomes too dominant. And therefore, it takes seven days to cleanse your body out totally, completely from any Seor Shabbisa. So for eight days, whatever it takes eight days, whatever the whole Pesach, is cleaning you out and you're eating matzah. Okay? To maintain the balance of Bechira. The Mesil Sisharim says, we can't eat matzah the whole year because then we don't have a balance either. And we're too drawn to spirituality. So we have like a system. He explains very deeply that Hashem created a system. On one hand, we have an interaction with the physical world which builds the tzad of the body. On the other hand, we have a lot of spiritual things like praying and yontiv and and this whole detoxification process through eating matzah. All to what? To maintain the balance of Bechira. Balance of Bechira is the key thing. Okay? And we have a, we have a chiv to do that. Rabbi Yonah writes that one of the 12 milers that a person was created for in this world to achieve, one of them, and actually the first one he says is milers haboicher. He has to always maintain the balance of Bechira. Got that? Very interestingly, I'm just going to tell you, some cipher says a very powerful thing. We know that Adam Harishon, he went and he ate from the Etzadat, right? And that was the biggest destruction for human beings possible, correct? That big sin of Etzadat caused death, caused all the problem. 6,000 years of goal is trying to fix up that problem. Good? Now, the Chassam Seifer brings down a Chazal, that the Chazal says that really Adam was supposed to eat from the Etz Adam. 
And the reason why he's supposed to eat from the Eitzadat is because he didn't have Bechira until the Eitzadat. He was naturally good. He didn't have the side to push him the other way. And the point of life is Avoidah. And if the point of life of Avoidah is you have to be drawn the other way as well. However, says the Chazal, that Hashem did not want Adam to eat from the Eitzadat until when? Till Shabbat. So what was the chet of Aldemarishan? Is that he ate on Friday, not on Shabbat. He ate too early. What's the difference if he eats on Friday or Shabbat? Why does Hashem care? Says the Hatam Sofer at this point that I just told you. Because on Shabbos you have a Neshama Yaseir. On Shabbos you're much more holy. So if he would have ate from the Etz Adat on Shabbat, it would have created within him a healthy balance of Bechir. But being that he ate on Friday, which is a weekday, the Bechira was altered and he became too much into the time of Salem Hazar. That's a powerful word from the Chassam Seifer. So you see that the point is that Hashem wants us to maintain balance. But we also see from the Chatam Sofer and from everything we're saying from Ramchal is that what alters Bechira? Eating. Yeah? Eating. Shalol Lashem Shamayim alters Bechira. It's very deep. Very deep. You go to the restaurant, you're fresh on steaks and french fries for the sake of pleasure. You are ruining your ability to make choices in Avodah Hashem. Wild thing. No one ever told you that before. You see? Amkis. Big Amkis. And it's a Mephusha Gemara, but some brachas for those who learned brachas. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hands. But the Gemara brachas says... Mole Krese, if a person fills his, his stomach, Zone Bishe, he is supporting and satiating bad part of himself, and it's, it's the beginning point to his downfall. So my point is like this. My point is, this is a subject that is totally alien to us, and unaware to us, in, in America for sure not. The concept, of indulging in oil and not just food, in any oil what you're doing to yourself, even though it's all heter, there's no isra involved, you are altering your koyach ha And you're weakening yourself, and then you want to know why you're struggling so much with the Yetzirah and you can't fight it, because you're ruining your bechira. And really the Masil Zisharim says this in the first chapter of Masil Zisharim. Masil Zisharim says, when you come into this world, you came into this world with, uh, you have to get to Olam Haba, right? And what are going to bring you to Olam Haba? The mitzvahs. If you do the mitzvahs, Havai Hashem, Amidah bin Nisayin, that's going to bring you to Olam Haba. What's going to stop you from going to Olam Haba? What's the last one? He doesn't say Avedot. Haim, Haim, Hataivas, Achomrius. The physical taivas are the thing that's going to be the first step to your downfall. Which is marchikim esaadaminatuf. That takes a, ma- a person away from getting to the destination of goodness. Why is that? Step one, because desires will give your body too much strength, which will take you alter your bechira and change the balance. You got that? It's big yisoid. Now, now that we said this big yisoid, and we have a couple of minutes here, I want to take you to a very deep thing here. You ready for big depth, Rabbi Isai? Big depth. Saja, Saida. You ready? Big depth. Big depth there. Okay? 
It's a really a lot, much longer subject than the five minutes that I have here, but I start the subject for you, okay? Cohen, pay good attention to this. We see in this world that, especially in the United States of America, where Taiva is a big thing, we see people from a young age starting to drown in the sea of desire. Okay? In the beginning, it may start as desire of Hetev, but as they become more indulgent and more indulgent in Taivas Elamaza, they start to uh, now lose their Bechira, like we said. Some people develop addictions. They begin to go into the areas of Isurim because they have no self-control anymore. And they, and they really feel like they have no longer self-control. And they're just stuck in the Taiva world. That we know. It's very common. Very, very common. But we develop habits, desires, habits of desire. And then we just can't get out of it. You're drowning in that sea. Okay? And for some people, that drowning becomes very intense. And it can take them into addictions and other places, right? Now we see that when people lose themselves, okay... And eventually they have to do Isurim because they lose themselves and they, and they can end up being Bechal Shabbos or eating not kosher or whatever it is and going to places where they're not supposed to go and seeing things they're not supposed to see. They start to lose themselves. A lot of times what happens is you see that it comes along with a depression. You get depressed. Okay? Now I want to try to explain that. I want to explain the concept of depression. It's a very deep concept. And it works like this. See, we, in our brain, we usually understand depression more like a clinical depression where a guy can't get out of bed in the morning and he's never sick and he needs to have medicine or whatnot because he's depressed, he's clinically depressed. But you have to know that there's a depression before clinical depression which is spoken about in all the sefari. The Arizal Rukhaim Vital says, Atzvus is the Avi Avot that means you're doing something wrong. Okay? That means it's something that you chose to do. Atzvus is something you chose to do. What is Atzvus? Okay? That you chose to do and how does it look? How does Atzvus look? Not in the clinical depression, but how does it look in the first stages? Ultimately, it will lead to clinical depression, but how does it look in the first stages? Atzvus looks like this. There's a voice from the Kotzke Rebbe that says Atzvus is precursor, but I understand it much deeper than that. Okay? Atzvus means that I do not have Bechiru. That's what Atzvus means. When you see a guy depressed, he feels that he doesn't have to do anything. I don't have to do anything. I don't have to get up. I don't have to go to work. I don't have to do anything. I don't have to learn. I don't have to talk to anybody, right? He feels not able to make any, do anything, right? Which means, in other words, what he's saying is, what should I do? This is my nature. This is what I am. I, 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 this is what I am. This is me. I have no strength and no ability to make choices to do something. That's Atzvah. So when a guy is going deep into the Taiva world, where he feels he no longer has an ability to make choices, and he kind of tells himself, 
that I don't have to do anything because this is the way God made me. This is what I am. This is the situation I'm in. So I don't have to get up in the morning. I can't get up in the morning. So what do you want from my life? If I can't get up in the morning, I don't have to get up in the morning. This is just me. I'm a guy who sleeps till 12. Finished. That's what I do. So that is Atzvus because what Atzvus is basically saying is I have no Bechira. I have no Kayach to choose. And therefore, since I don't have a Kayach to choose, that's my reality. If that's my reality, I'm Potter. I don't have to choose. And therefore, I am exempt from Avodah Hashem in whatever the Avodah Hashem is. You got that? That's Atzvus. And that's Aviavot HaTumah. That's Kfiro. Right? That's Atzvus. Now, ultimately, Atzvus in the spiritual sense, leads to clinical depression. Why does it lead to clinical depression? Because as a human being, you were created to make choices. As a human being, you were created to go above. As a human being, that's what you were created for. And if you feel weak, that you cannot overcome your challenges, and you're not able to overcome your challenges, to the point that you just surrender to it, and you say, it must be, I don't even have to change, because this is just what I am, and finish, yeyush, since you were built to grow, and you were built to overcome challenges, and you were built to achieve, so you're basically acting non-human, it gets to your brain, and eventually you have clinical depression. You understand? So this kind of explains what we said in last Vat. We said in last Vat, that... The Rambam says that if a person indulges into this world, the world will come against him and he'll have a horrible life. And we brought a proof that in today's generation there's so much Gashmias, there's so much Taivas, but depression is endless amount of depression. Endless amount of depression. I said to speak to Shuk's grandfather, but I forgot to say we should speak to Ezra Cohen's father. Right? Endless amount of depression. Right? So, what's the, what's the answer to the riddle? The answer to the riddle is that when you overindulge and you lose your Bechira and you go into Atzvus, that's when you have clinical depression. Now, sometimes, we're just going to end off with this, sometimes there is actually a different uh, reaction that takes place, and this is only by very high souls. Sometimes we see a different reaction. Sometimes you see kids that were religious kids, but then they got sucked into all the Taivas and Taivas and Taivas and Taivas, and they're doing every Avera in the book. And so instead of depression... Instead of them hitting depression, what do we see? We see them lahachis. They're not religious in your face. Kaifrim. There's no Hashem. There's no Torah. They fight. They're fighting the religion. Not getting depressed, they're fighting the religion, right? You see that sometimes. Why do you see that? You know where that comes from? That comes from a very deep thing. That inside themselves, the Neshama is so holy... And the Yetzirah doesn't let them enjoy life. They have such a tr- strong dissonance, such a big mulchama pnimi, that they can't handle, that they can't even enjoy the tithes that they have, because they have a remorse every time they do it. So what do they want to do? They want to do is they try to oiker it. They try to break the Yetzirah and the Kedusha that's in them, they try to oiker it and they go the other way. In English that's called... In psychology, reaction formation. Reaction formation means you have to fight it in a very strong way the other way. So sometimes we see this reaction, sometimes we see that reaction. Okay? All coming from what? This problem of indulging in Elam So now we have today a little deeper 
understanding that Taivas Oilam has a very strong place in Avoid Hashem, but we gotta deal with it. It's not only about Isra Vahetra. It's not only about what's Asr and Shukhanar, what's Mutter and Shukhanar. We have to understand how the world works and how the indulging in Taiva works and how we have to teach ourselves self-control and that's going to be the subject that we're going to be learning for the next little while. Okay, we'll stop here for today. I don't understand. What, what, what?